have a lot of tips on things that are feeling a lot of inflation, such as food, as you mentioned, and how to save money there, or even little hacks for when you're filling up your gas tank. But I would say overall, it's really important to have your money grow more than inflation. Mm -hmm. So I've been saying this for years. And even I, before when inflation was like nothing, I would sort of inflate it maybe intended to 3% to say, hey, you know, if you don't make at least 3%, you're losing money over time. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt and saving money. Today, we have Nicole Lappin joining us and we're going to be talking all about inflation and how to deal with it when it comes to your budget. Nicole Lappin is a financial journalist, television news anchor and businesswoman. In addition to being a New York Times bestselling author, she is the host of the chart-topping daily podcast, Money Rehab with Nicole Lappin. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Welcome, Nicole, to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I'm excited to have you here today because we're going to be talking all about everyone's favorite thing, inflation. Yeah, girl. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. So one of the things that you love to do is really break down financial topics into things that people can actually understand right? Like, I feel I like you so. do. Yeah, I, I think you do. You do a really good job of that. So can you, you kind of break down exactly what inflation is and what's causing inflation right now in our environment? Sure. So inflation is just why movie tickets, you look like a young lady, much younger <laughs> than I am. When I was a little girl, um, <laughs> movie tickets were five bucks and now movie tickets are not five bucks. So that's a basic way to explain inflation. It's your money not buying you as much stuff as it used to buy you. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're seeing inflation up right now is for a few reasons. I, Namely, it is because of supply chain issues that we've seen over the pandemic, mm -hmm. supply chain issues. And we have an episode breaking down WTF is the supply chain because like we hear it all the time and we get a bunch of notifications from stores like you can't get your thing because of the supply chain and so that just means that stuff wasn't able to get where it's supposed to when it was manufactured because of all the pandemic issues so mm -hmm. that is one of the reasons that we're seeing a spike in inflation which now is around nine percent although i think it is cooling and probably has topped for right now yeah. Do you think, I, I feel like I've seen it even more than 9%, especially in my groceries. And I know that groceries are actually running higher than the average. Do you think that that's where prices are going to stay? Like, should we expect this to be our new normal? And I, I have a lot of people, my listeners, they're people that are really trying to learn how to budget, really trying to take back control of their money. And so is this their new normal? Is this what they need to expect? Allison, it's such a good question. I wish I had that crystal ball every day in the financial world. Anyone who tells you they know what's going to happen is lying to you. <laughs> but what's wackadoodle about how inflation is calculated, as you know, with a lot of these economic numbers, well, they're lagging indicators, so they kind of don't tell you what's going to happen in mm -hmm. the future. But when it comes to inflation, they take out a bunch of stuff. It's like X food or X gas. So that means like without gas or without food or without housing. It's like, yo, that is actually really inflated. Mm -hmm. And so some say that inflation is much higher because 
the numbers take out a lot of the stuff that's really feeling inflation, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, at the grocery store. As far as a new normal, historically, inflation grows at about 3% over time. We've mm-hmm. not seen a lot of inflation, so we're kind of course correcting. But I would keep that 3% over time. I love to look at big data sets. As you know, like you can zoom into a certain chart and like it tells you one story, but if you zoom mm-hmm. out, it's a whole other thing. Like what's happening with the stock market? We just zoom into the last few months and you see this crazy dip and you're like, holy cow, let's get out of the market. But then if you zoom out to five mm-hmm. years or 10 years or 20 years, you're like, dang, the stock market is going way up. Yeah. So yeah, I would say we're doing a lot of course correction right now, and I don't think it's going to stay this at this level forever. I love that because you're basically saying, look, it's very easy to get so in the details and in the numbers of our day-to-day finances. It's a lot harder, I think, for us as people. Money isn't just math. It's emotions as well to zoom out and look at the big picture, and that's what we need to do here, right? So- Part of a big picture of someone's finances is their income. So I have a question because do you think that inflation is a reason enough to ask or negotiate a salary increase or a pay raise? And I ask that because my husband's a teacher and he came to me and said, hey, we're getting a 5% pay raise this year. And I'm like, 5%, that's not a pay raise at all. (laughs) Your money's not even going as far. And so to me, I was thinking that people should be getting a pay raise at at a rate that's increasing with inflation. What are your thoughts on that? Amen. Is that that reason enough to ask someone? Sister, uh, (laughs) this is a whole other podcast, but yes, also (laughs) minimum wage should have kept pace Mm -hmm. with inflation, which it hasn't, which is a whole bananas situation. Mm -hmm. I would say there's no hard, fast rule for asking for a raise. The Mm -hmm. biggest question you should ask yourself before anything else is, do you deserve a raise? I'm sure your husband is a superstar teacher and is just crushing it. Mm -hmm. And it deserves all the things, right? 100% raise. But I think people aren't honest with themselves when Mm -hmm. it comes to how they're doing at work. You don't deserve anything just for funsies. I run a business and if you're making me money, I'd love to invest in you. Mm -hmm. But just because inflation is up, yes, in a utopian world, I would then pass that on to you. But I'm hurting at my level too. I think you always have to put yourself in the person you're negotiating with shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. And so if you're making more money, then let me invest in you. But just because there's some macroeconomic factor doesn't equal Mm. you should ask for a raise. Definitely if you already are looking for a raise and you've put together your sort of little dossier, I suggest when you're approaching your boss for a raise to remind them of all the great things you've done because your boss has a boss, has a boss. They're maybe Mm -hmm. even thinking about their own raise. So they're not paying attention to all the cool accolades you have or the things that you've done that could signal you should get more money. So when you're going in for that conversation, and that's an important conversation to prep for, inflation can Mm -hmm. be a tool in the shed or an arrow Mm -hmm. in the quiver or whatever, but I don't think it's the only thing. 
Yeah, I completely agree. It can just be another point, right? Another, another thing, but it, I think it should come what, like towards the bottom. Yeah. I think that it's kind of stating the obvious. And Mm -hmm. also you want to be really perceptive about what's happening in your workplace. So especially when you're asking for a raise, you want to know, is it a time when the company is doing badly? Mm -hmm. This might not be the exact moment to ask for a raise. Read the room. (laughs) Also, the specific day you go in to ask, read that room. Like, Mm -hmm. summer Fridays, probably not the best time. (laughs) Budget meeting day, probably not the best time. Those are really stressful. But a time where you are acing a pitch, depending on, you know, what Mm. industry you're in. That is a great time to ask Mm. when the company overall is doing really well. And you can show your impact on that growth. Really great time to ask. Yeah. Really, really good tips. Today's episode is brought to you by my free budget class. This budget class is all about how to write a budget for your best life without giving up your weekly latte runs. In this class, I'm gonna be covering the three massive mistakes that everybody makes with their budget and why they are costing you money. And I'm sharing with you these mistakes so that way you can stop making them. I'll also be sharing with you the secret to finding more money in your budget each month so that way you can do whatever you want with it. And I'll be sharing my four-step framework to budget for your best life without giving up what you love. This class is hands down incredible and it has so much value. You can sign up for it at inspirebudget.com slash free class or just click the link in my show notes. I'll see you there. So let's think about the average person that is battling inflation. They're dealing with it. It's hitting them hard. It's hitting their budget hard. Maybe they haven't had an increase in their income, but everything else is costing more. What tips do you have for that average person who wants to still enjoy their money? They still want to do things that they love, but they also want to reach their money goals. And they don't want to necessarily, I mean, I don't want to say sacrifice both, but how do they balance it? What tips do you have for them? I have a lot of tips on things that are feeling a lot of inflation, such as food, as you mentioned, and how to save money there, or even little hacks for when you're filling up your gas tank. But I would say overall, it's really important to have your money grow more than inflation. Mm -hmm. So I've been saying this for years. And even I, before when inflation was like nothing, I would sort of inflate it. (laughs) <laughs> maybe intended to 3% to say, hey, you know, if you don't make at least 3%, you're losing mm-hmm. money over time. A robber is not going to come into your bank account and steal it, but inflation is. Mm-hmm. And so at least have your money grow that amount for you. So remember, when you're growing wealth, it's not just your base salary. Even if you get that raise, cool. You you often will succumb to lifestyle creep, which means you get more money, but then you spend more Mm -hmm. money. So at the end of the day or at the end of your life, you're not actually growing that money or growing that wealth. So what will help you grow that wealth beyond a base salary is investing and taking advantage of that beautiful, beautiful, amazing force of compound interest that Einstein called the eighth wonder of the world, where your money literally makes money for you Mm -hmm. while you're sleeping. So historically, over time, the stock market has yielded 
10% as a return. And when you're thinking about the market overall, you're not thinking about picking individual stocks. You're thinking mm-hmm. about investing in index funds or ETFs that track the growth of the market. So the best way to inflation protect your money, aside from I bonds right now, which are awesome, I standing for inflation, and those are at 9.62% annualized, but I'm sure all the listeners have already bought their maximum uh, <laughs> I bonds at treasurydirect.gov, is to generally invest and have your money grow. Yeah, and definitely make it a priority. I think that it can be I mean, going all the way back to what we were talking about, having the details in your life, sometimes the details in our life are just more prominent and looking and scaling at the big picture is harder. It can be hard for people to set aside that money because it feels like a sacrifice, but it's really not. Well, it's a present for your future Mm -hmm. self. Exactly. It's it's, yeah. It may feel like a sacrifice to you now, but Mm -hmm. let's reframe that. Mm -hmm. You know, all crappy things can be reframed (laughs) if we look at it differently. Right. So yeah, yeah, it feels like such a drag. You already have so much coming out of your paycheck to Mm -hmm. social security and taxes and all of that stuff. And you're like, oh, you want me to invest now too? And you want me to spend, you know, what I want to treat myself and you should treat yourself and you should have, I suggest extras accounted for in your budget. I call it a spending plan, whatever, tomato, tomato, however you want to look at it. I think that if you don't allow yourself small indulgences, you'll end up binging later on. But if you reframe this conversation as saving and investing sucks to my old lady self is I'm treating her to dinner or something, Mm -hmm. then that changes your perspective on it. And your perspective really matters when it comes to getting your financial life together. I agree. I agree 100%. So anyone who's listening to this, do you have any parting words of encouragement as they work on managing their money better, dealing with higher prices, and just keeping that positive attitude when it comes to their finances in general? It sucks. It's hard. I get it. You've (laughs) you've figured out harder things in life. You're absolutely right. It is hard. All this stuff is not fun and Mm -hmm. adulting stinks. Um, We're all in the same situation together. So I would say if you haven't started investing yet, you don't need Mm -hmm. to have a lot of money to make a lot of money. You need the most time possible. And so even if you put $25 into a series I bond right now, Mm -hmm. which will get you that good juicy uh, return, that's the minimum. So start with a little bit. You mm-hmm. you can watch the beautiful force of compound interest turn that money into a lot more money over time. So it's not about timing the market uh, because it's, it's, it's you know, a roller coaster. <laughs> it is. It's totally impossible. Dollar cost average and chill, which means like try to put little bits mm-hmm. in the market at a time. So you're getting the overall amount as an average. Um, but more importantly is time in the market. So just mm-hmm. be in there. It's a roller coaster ride, but you don't get off yeah. a roller coaster in the middle of the ride. Exactly. And I love it also because even just time in the market, it also, especially dollar cost averaging, it allows you to just create those money habits. It creates that consistency. You're doing it over and over again. And that's what I I personally love about it. So thank you for joining us. Tell so everyone where they me. can learn more about you and hear what you have to share. You can listen to my daily show, Money Rehab, 
on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts like this one. And we, yeah, talk about everything that's happening in the news and help you rehab your money. As you know, the only money problem you can't fix is the one you don't admit you have. That's so We true. all have problems. We yeah. all have problems. We all do. At the end of every episode, I love to ask my guests three questions just to get to know them better. Ooh. And you're in luck because I actually changed one of the questions and you're the first person Ooh. that I'm asking the first question to. So wow, okay. you get to kick us off. The first question is, what is one thing you're looking forward to? One thing I'm looking forward to right this moment is drinking the smoothie that I have prepared for myself until I, I don't want this conversation to end at all. But the smoothie <laughs> is looking at me right now and I'm like, I want you. <laughs> so I'm short term uh, looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. I have many beverages in this podcast studio. But that's the one that, we're just, that we're you're just focusing you have your eyes on getting on. through the day. Right getting now. through the day. I love it. You're looking forward to just a small indulgence. Do you do you drink a smoothie every day? Is this like a daily thing for you? I have my team jokes with me that I have three beverages usually. One is a juice, one is a coffee, like a really mm -hmm. big one, and one is a water. So I do have a water, a juice, and a smoothie at the coffee I already drink. So it's hey. a beverage party. It's what fuels you. They should be, they should be so happy because it's what gives you the energy and the focus That's right. to be able to do this. I mean, Heck yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. The second question is what's one, one money mistake you've made that you would tell everybody to avoid? Uh, so many things <laughs> I would say not investing during the last recession. Mm. And that was the time I didn't know as much as I know now. But yeah, we're in a recession right now. Stuff is on sale. High quality investments are on sale. I wish I would have gone back to my former self and told yeah. her like, because everybody's panicking, do the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so easy just to get caught up in the media and what everyone's saying. And it's just like, the way I see it. I know whenever everything dropped, I was like, Matt, everything's on sale. He was like, let's buy today. Like he we were just like, okay, let's do it. Let's buy. Like, yeah. let's, let's just drop $1,500 into index funds. It was like, okay, we we're so excited. Like could not wait. That. Yeah. That's how I have a good time too. Exactly. Index funds and chill. <laughs> okay. And the third question is actually just, you just need to complete this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is. Besides multiple beverages a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing I've ever spent money on was my right-handed wedding ring that Ooh. I uh, got because I felt the most important relationship was the one you have with yourself. And I'm currently engaged. Wow. So I have a ring on the other hand, but I always felt like that was a promise I wanted to make to myself. There's a long history of right-handed wedding rings from badass women in history. And so that was a big splurge of mine. Wow. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I Can you show it? Do you have it on? I am so embarrassed that I don't have it on right now, <laughs> but it's a really good classic diamond band. Mm -hmm. I talk about this in my, my last book 
I don't remember which one. I one think it was one of the books, uh, Miss Independent, where I went into the jewelry store and the salesperson was like, oh, yeah, it's so cute. Like, who's going to buy it for you? A lot uh, of girls come in. Right. And I just, like threw down my credit card like a boss that I was just like, I'm buying it. Thank you. Oh, oh my much. gosh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good for you. I love that. Thank well, you. Thank you, Nicole, for joining us. Go check out her podcast, Money Rehab, because it's so good. Daily episodes. I love that they're short. They are to the point. They are informative. And thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm also, I feel like I'm short and informative. (laughs) So it's on brand. I love it. Bye. Bye, Allison. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Nicole, and I hope it gives you a little bit of encouragement when it comes to rising inflation costs and you've walked away with some actionable things that you can do today in your life to help battle inflation. Ultimately, I hope this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll see you next week.